Well, there's a war of words, a very interesting one happening right now between the U.S. President Donald Trump and, of course, Dr. Fucci with Donald Trump just recently retweeting someone that had hashtag fire Fauci. Yes, that's happening right now. Me and Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, will be getting into this and a lot more in this particular video. But yeah, it's it's kind of uh, interesting. And, and I'll be honest, a little disappointing to see during this time, these two very public officials kind of go at it. And I wish we could, we could kind of let a lot of that go and, and focus on, you know, the, the problems, focus on helping a lot of people who are in need right now. But no, there's there's the war of words that are happening right now. Uh, Tim, do you want to introduce people to what happened and what's going on right now? Yeah, thanks, Luke. So we have uh, Fauci right now is on the hot seat. I mean, I guess you know, anyone in Donald Trump's spheres, you know, pretty much you're always on some, some sort of degree of hot seat. But we have an article right here from Axios and it says, what Dr. Fauci has coming. And President Trump retweeted a tweet on Sunday night that concluded time to hashtag fire Fauci, which could unleash some controversial conservatives simmering. I'll say fake conservatives simmering suspicions about Dr. Anthony Fauci. What they're saying, the White House pushed back on media speculation that Trump may fire Fauci on Monday afternoon, calling it ridiculous. The media chatter is ridiculous. President Trump is not firing Dr. Fauci. The president's tweet clearly exposed media attempts to maliciously push a falsehood about his corona about his China decision in an attempt to re rewrite history. It was Democrats and the media who ignored coronavirus, choosing to focus on impeachment instead. And when they finally did comment on the virus, it was to attack President Trump for taking the bold decision, decisive action to save American lives by cutting off travel from China and from Europe. Dr. Fauci has been and remains a trusted advisor to the president. And then going on to say the state of play, Fauci, who has been advised to six presidents and held high government office dating back to 1984. And so we could take a look right now at Luke Radowski, who is wearing the 1984 Make Orwell Fiction shirt. Again, that wasn't even necessarily planned to uh, have a plug in there for that, but it does work. Uh, but yeah, he has also been named by New York Times as the most trusted man in America. And rising celebrity is always dangerous to, to Trump's uh, advisor. I know Luke is chomping at the bit here to get in here. Well, well, the media was was making up this conflict just a couple of days ago, saying why is Fauci miss, missing from these meetings? But obviously, there there is some clear tension here. There's a lot of people bringing up Dr. Fauci's past, showing him pictured with, of course, Bill Gates, David Rockefeller, and other people. But that's a whole nother story. But I just want to go into the particular tweet that Donald Trump retweeted. Let's pull it up and let's read it here because this is what Donald Trump sent out to everyone following him on Twitter as an official kind of announcement. But he said, this is the tweet here. Fauci is now saying that had Trump listened to the medical experts earlier, he could have saved more lives. Fauci was telling people on February 29th that there was nothing to worry and it, was, it, it, and it posed no threat to the U.S. public at large. Time to hashtag fire Fauci. To have Donald Trump retweet that is very interesting. But of course, a lot of people inside the White House are saying, no, no, this is just him highlighting some of the fake news out there. Now, yet again, we have to understand here that there was warnings. There was intelligence briefings all the way back in November. In November, warning about this. There were individuals who knew a major economic storm was coming. Some of them were 
senators on intelligence committees that sold a lot of their stocks before, of course, we had this economic calamity. But Donald Trump, with his uh, with this retweet, he also wrote the tagline, quote, sorry, fake news. It's all on tape. I banned China long before people spoke up. Thank you. Now, the truth matters here, but we do have to understand here, uh, Donald Trump knew about this all the way in November. Donald Trump and the government did say that this is just the flu. It's going to be contained at 15 people. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, weren't taking it seriously. Now, now, how it's being dealt with right now with the bigger, larger ramifications, especially with a lot of the projections being wrong, is also important to understand here. But at the same time, as the mainstream media criticizes Donald Trump for not taking this as seriously as, 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 as some people were, we have to understand the mainstream media, by and large, was also doing the same thing. The mainstream media was running with headlines saying that it was just the flu, that this is nothing to worry about, and that it's somehow racist or xenophobic to have a travel ban. The World Health Organization also issued similar statements, and Donald Trump was criticized by the mainstream media for restricting travel to China. Which, which, again, he touts as a good thing. And overall, looking at the situation, it is good. But this is something worth considering because, again, at, at the long kind of understanding of this, a lot of the projections were wrong. And even Dr. Fauci admits that he was given incorrect information from the start. So, again, for me, this entire situation spells out as everyone was wrong here. And there shouldn't be any finger pointing about who was wrong. There should be some good actions or maybe just stepping away, committing bad actions, which the government's good at, to deal with the current situation yeah. that we're in. So in my opinion, everyone stepped in doo-doo here. Everyone made a mistake. How about we just stop making mistakes and stop making really bad government mistakes like giving Wall Street a bailout with the Federal Reserve? I think that would be the best logistical move here. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree with this. But you know, when it comes to Fauci, I mean, it's my opinion that this guy is a complete stooge of the globalists and that he is there for, to have a certain mission and that he is not a good guy by any stretch of the imagination. And, but on the other hand, too, I mean, all these you know liberals want to come out and say, and I'll say fake liberals, just like I'll say fake conservatives want to come out and you know uh, you know try to jump on the president for this when you know nobody was really taking this seriously. But you're also getting a lot of bad information. So right now we're seeing a article from Zero Hedge where it says Fauci admits U.S. was given incorrect information from the start, and it says you know I don't know where the missteps went. And actually, you know what I'll do is I'll play a tiny bit of this clip from uh, Jesse Waters world i know luke won't be able to hear this so missteps went the only thing i know what the end result was that early on we did not get correct information and the incorrect information was propagated right from the beginning because you know when the first cases came yeah it's saying that the that the cases early on that were that information that was propagated was false information and so now you know you know fauci and then the the video then goes on to say that initially china was saying oh it's just going from you know bats to humans it's, it's only going from animals to humans it can't go from humans to humans well i mean who's the ones making all these decisions it's the centralization of power whether it's the chinese government whether it's the world health organization whether it's the united states government the answer the problem is the government and that we're relying on all these other people instead of you know there's even like, uh, you know, certain testing that can't be done because of regulation. Oh, and then by the way, don't wear a mask. Now I, th I, th you know, there's, 
I think you know you and I are somewhere you know in agreement and also in disagreement that you know you don't think that Fauci should be politicized during this. Well, I think that Fauci's entire job there up there, I'm not even sure what his role even is, uh, some sort of National Institute of Health uh, director of some some sorts. But I think his role is to be up there as a stooge, as a tool for the globalist, and to basically to take advantage of every crisis and let you know not let any of these crises go to waste. Is my opinion on this. Well, he's representing representing the federal government. And we, when we look at the federal response here, um, one thing that I would would kind of say is good is the fact that the federal government is stepping out of it and it's letting a state decide what they want to do and what kind of restrictions and implementations they in themselves want to do. So if you're a big state's rights activist, you're you're seeing what the federal government's doing and, and, and it's, you know, I would I would kind of commend it because every situation is different. The scenarios that are unfolding here are very unpredictable, and we have to treat this by a case by case basis uh, moving forward. But again, when we look at when we look at overall, I think everyone messed up here. I think there there have been a lot of mistakes here, and instead of just you know blaming that person or this institution, let's stop blaming people and let's make sure we get out of this uh, in, in a proper way. Now, now, of course, seeing comments like this by Donald Trump saying that he made Tony uh, Fucci a star, I mean, okay, that's not here or there. That doesn't have to do anything with Wall Street literally robbing us blind right now, getting secret bailouts by the Federal Reserve. That's that's an important issue. That, that doesn't deal with the possibility of food shortages happening soon. That doesn't help with the possibility of more people potentially dying from this because of the economic consequences than from the original sickness, okay? We have to understand the, the response here, we, we, we could be here all day talking about how people made mistakes, but that's not going to solve our problem. What I think should be done moving forward is that it should be taken by an individual state by state, cities by city basis uh, moving forward. When we see places like New York City, you can't implement the same laws in New York City as you would in Idaho. Um, that just absolutely doesn't make sense. There does need to be more public education. There needs to be awakening up of our manufacturing sector, which has been siphoned off by the Rockefellers to be in China for cheap Chinese slave labor. We can no longer depend on cheap Chinese slave labor for our medical supplies and shouldn't depend on them for a lot of other stuff. And we should take this as an opportunity as a big wake-up call because we still don't know if it's going to be 60,000 or more people or whatever that are going to be, of course, severely affected by this. And with that trajectory, with this still unpredictability and then talk of one wave and second wave and third wave, um, to me, this is a big distraction, in my opinion. That's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that we're talking about, you know, we shouldn't be using Chinese slave labor. I mean, why are we using any slave labor from anywhere? And I think, you know, obviously, you know, everyone watching this and yourself agrees with this. But now we're seeing, you know, articles where they're, I don't have it on screen now, but we have, you know, debt slavery coming back into India as all these poor farmers, everybody don't have the basically means to get by. So they now need to borrow money. And now they're going to be in this indentured servitude. But the bigger issue is the fact that all of us are in some sort of indentured servitude because we are forced in America to use the dollar. Yes, you are forced to use the dollar, that dollar is then not even a dollar. It's a Federal Reserve note that is privately owned by the Federal Reserve, which is a private institution that they get all the profits. If there's losses, we, the people end up getting the losses as a treasury. And so we are all high tech slaves, uh, basically living in this, you know, uh, you know, serfdom right now. And, and that is the bigger issue. And I completely agree that more people are going to die as a result of this economic fallout. And then, you know, other people that, uh, you know, we've got actually stuff over here from, uh, what is it? Dr. Ron Paul, 
Former Rep. Ron Paul calls on Trump to fire Fauci, says some are trying to have total control over the people. And I don't think I told Luke that this was coming up, so I'd like to see his reaction on this one. But we coming up from Dr. Ron Paul, he should be fired, but if you don't do it in the literal sense, the people have to fire him, Paul said. They have to fire him by saying he's a fraud. The plan that they have is when things are getting back to normal, people can return to their work. And when they do things and they go to the golf course, if they get a stamp of approval, Paul said, your liberties are there if you get a proper stamp from the government. It's an excuse to have total control over the people, Dr. Paul said. And so uh, I didn't tell Luke that that was coming up. But, well, this know, is Fauci's plan. Fauci was talking about a digital health certificate that, of course, Donald Trump uh, and uh, also the U.S. Attorney General Barr said would never happen. Uh, so the Attorney General just came out and, and told Fauci that, uh, yeah, this digital certificate thing, um, nope, not going to happen here in the United States. So again, very interesting. Well, I mean, if I had a dollar for every government. time, if I had a dollar for every time, you know, someone from the government said something wasn't going to happen and it ended up True. happening, you know, I could be retired by now. So, you know, yeah, so. Of, co of course, I'm just saying what they officially state, what they officially stated in response to that. Now, now this, and I bring that up because when you look at the federal response, if you look at Donald Trump, I mean, he's in a particularly tough position and he's in a lose, lose situation because again, if he overreacts and shuts down the economy, more people will die from the economy downturn. If he doesn't take this seriously, and let's say that this sickness affects way more people and kills way more people, everyone's going to blame him. So he has to tread very carefully, and he is not in a good position. I don't see the federal government... Um, gaining, uh, you know, a lot from this. I do see state governments uh, kind of have a more heavy-handed approach, do too much, which is just ridiculous. But overall, I, I don't see just, uh, you know, the Fed, the federal government. I see the Federal Reserve benefiting from this greatly. But uh, as far as Donald Trump, I, I, I don't think he has a lot to gain from this entire situation. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Donald Trump, I don't. I think, was in a lose-lose spot from day one, which is why the very first podcast I ever made, I was an official podcast, was the week he was elected. And I said, listen, he is in a rock and a hard place right now with the Federal Reserve, that if he comes out, exposes what's really going on, exposes why this is a big, fat, fake uh, economy like he was when he was running, he's going to get crucified. The economy will tank because people really know what's going on and he'll get the blame. But if he goes on and tries to keep the stock market going up, eventually they're probably going to pull the rug from him. This was all episode number one, meaning that it was the most important thing I thought in the world to possibly talk about. And so I'm not over it. And people are commenting, oh, you're just butt hurt because you're not as popular anymore. If I wanted to be popular, I wouldn't have, I would have wished Hillary Clinton would have gotten in there because that would have made me more popular. It was not popular for me to have to go on principle. Sorry, Luke. Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of bring up the, the point that, again, I want to commend two, you know, uh, two figures here, uh, Donald Trump and Andrew Cuomo, both individuals that I don't like. I don't agree with their policies. I'm not fans of, I'm not supporters of. But uh, when you look at the New York governor pushing back against martial law, when you look at Donald Trump stepping back and allowing states to do whatever they want, uh, you, you could see someone else in there. You could see an Obama in there or a Hillary in there or even a Bush in there. But how do they that push would, back against martial law in New York? I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not actually familiar with this. New York, well, the Mayor de Blasio uh, of New York City was talking about this is going to be the end of days. This is going to be 
a major crisis. We need to enact martial law. Martial law needs to happen. A lot of other people were saying we need full military. We need full control. We need a full quarantine. We need a full shutdown of New York City and New York State. The only reason I think we should have a permanent shutdown of New York York City. But anyways, (laughs) but anyway, the only reason that didn't happen is because of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo um, and him publicly saying no, no martial law, no, no national lockdowns. Um, So so again, I definitely disagree. I don't like Andrew Cuomo, but uh, commending him on that. And also because another politician, if, if it was in the United Kingdom or if it was in Australia would take that situation and make it that much worse with those kind of draconian actions. He resisted that, publicly pushed it away against it, and it hasn't happened so far. Donald Trump as well, allowing the states to do what they want is, is something that, of course, is important here because he has an opportunity to, to get a lot of power to say, you know what? This is a crisis. We're stepping in. The federal government is going to tell you what to do. He's not doing that. He's stepping back and he's saying the states will get to decide what they want to do, how they want to enforce this, uh, what whatever they want to do, they will do. Uh, and he hasn't been stepping in. He said he could step in if he sees something egregious, but so far he hasn't. I mean, what about and, the and police they, going after the First Amendment with people who are trying to go you know, to Easter or Sunday service? And of course, not that's, I mean, that's state, state by state basis. That's my state by state basis. So a state is enforcing those laws. Uh, a local jurisdiction is enforcing those laws. It hasn't been something mandated uh, by the federal government. Because, because, again, this is important to bring up here because if you're in charge of the federal government, you have a crisis. I, I could see Bush, I could see Obama, I could see Hillary Clinton doing far worse, but uh, Donald Trump hasn't I think done that. They've so already I, done far, I think they've already done far worse because for me, yeah. the biggest thing was the Federal Reserve. And so by then, by his criticism of the Federal Reserve was exactly that they weren't doing the same stuff they're doing from Obama. In 2016, he said, uh, Janet Yellen is doing political things to help out uh, Hillary and Obama. So that way, Obama just wants to golf all day and they're keeping rates low. And then he gets in there and starts criticizing the Fed for not yeah. keeping rates low, doing the same thing Obama was doing. And so by me, the big power grab was, oh, boom, we get this you know, $6 trillion or $2 trillion, whatever, however much you want to count, count that as. And now the Fed's coming in, buying up junk bonds, buying up corporate bonds. They're probably going to start yeah. buying muni yeah. bonds. Yeah. That was the power play right there and with yeah. donald trump had that decision when he got in office that he could either keep the with the bs you know narrative and try to keep this whole bs thing going and take the easy way out and that's what he did or he could take the hard way out and try to do like a dr ron paul and say philosophically this is why there shouldn't be a federal reserve this is yeah. why we're screwed but he's his the whole thing was and this is the 40 chess is that he wanted to get the economy going which is why you know three months ago somebody asked about the debt he goes who cares about the debt we've got a country now no one cares well now we don't have a country and we don't have the debt and we've got this gigantic pile of debt yeah. but he but he was screwed though from day one because if he were to tell the truth he would have gotten crucified and if he were to go in there and do what he's doing now and then eventually i thought they're going to pull the rug from out from under him, which I think is what they just did in, in most spectacular way imaginable, that uh, he'd get the blame for this too. So he was in a win-win, a lose, sorry, a lose-lose situation. Yeah. He chose the easy way out by trying to profit the stock market, allowing all the companies to repatriate their funds, get all the stock buybacks, increase the share prices. And so for me, it's been a complete disaster. And the number yeah. one thing I didn't want him to do was to expand the Federal Reserve. And now he's done that. So for me, he's done absolutely no favors. And I don't want to take a victory lap on the fact that all of our rights haven't been taken away, only no, 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 no. There's no, there's no victory. There's no victory lap here. There's two caveats socially, politically, economically. He's handed the keys over to Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs is running with this and benefiting from from this. And we're having hedge funds and the 0.1 percent actually be protected throughout all the economic damages. Everyone is totally screwed. So yes, 
definitely agree with you on that point. Those are uh, two caveats. Other than that, it's all bad. <laughs> uh, but but those two caveats are important to note here. And uh, I think they're worth mentioning. But other than that, uh, 100% on point with what you just said there. Well, I feel uh, bad because this is like the one show that we're really been today. We've been disagreeing a lot. And it's the one time you've been pronouncing my name, you know, somewhat correctly, too. So it's uh, Did I? Uh, so, you know, better, better, better than usual. So, <laughs> but no, it's just I, I do not. I think that this is. You know, been a complete power grab on so many different levels that we haven't even seen it. And maybe the government doesn't need to declare martial law because on a state level, on a state level, yes. Well, they don't. It, they don't. They don't need to because people have already declared martial law on themselves. And what we've seen polls where it said something like eighty percent of the people, if they were allowed to go outside today, would decide to still shelter in place. And so that's even one up. They, they don't need to add the law because people have already been fearmongered into doing it themselves, which is to me even worse. So it's like you don't need to ban people from saying something. You just make them scared to say it to begin with and have them self-censor, have them self, you know, decide not to go outside. And so I think that's even worse to some extent. I mean, maybe let us know in the comments if you guys don't think that's worse. If you're on Team Luke or Team Tim, uh, I don't know, we got it going from the last video. So I don't know, let us let us know what you guys think. But yeah, uh, we discussed that in the previous video. So you guys could see the kind of extensive points that we've made in that video. Uh, whatever hashtag you guys decide to use, feel free to use, but that's the kind of take. Just wanted to add two kind of little caveats on there. Doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory. Definitely not a victory lap. Definitely a time to be more vigilant than ever, to pay attention to what's going on, and that's what we're attempting to do here on Change the News. If you appreciate that, share this video. Stay tuned for more.